You're listening to Intellectual Erection, a place where we talk about the naughty. Oh, to stimulate your thinking. You're listening. You're listening to Intellectual Erection. Intellectual, intellectual, intellectual Erection. Welcome back to Intellectual Erection. I'm your host, Patrick. Today, I'm speaking to the wonderful Laura Desiree. I want a fucking Academy Award. I want to have my photo taken with half of an Oscar in my pussy. Yeah, you know you want to hear this. This episode's really fun. We talk about the intersections of art and sex and sexuality. So before I get to the episode, thank you to the people who have supported the podcast. We have another patron on Patreon. We're now at two people supporting the podcast financially, which is wonderful. If you like the podcast and you want to support it, please, I encourage you to do so. It is appreciated. You'll find the link to the Patreon in the description below. It is patreon.com slash intellectual erection. Again, if you can't support financially, it is always, always a good idea to leave a review and spread the podcast everywhere that you can. It helps gain visibility. And as always, listen, like, review, and most of all, enjoy. I'm sitting here today with... Laura Desiree. Laura Desiree. So I want you to tell us what you do it's many many things as, as i've seen and i enjoy being this busy but it's starting to get to a point where i'm i'm feeling a little overwhelmed so i host uh, a tv and webisode series called naked news i'm also one of the uh, associate producers for naked news so i build a lot of the content write a lot of the scripts direct a lot of the segments uh, handle a lot of the locations that we do um, for whether it's adult events or interviews that we take in other cities. So there's that aspect of my life. I have, also, a, I have a lot of questions about that yes, aspect of your life. Of course, that really is enough to make someone's entire career and take all their available availability. But um, I also have a nightlife and entertainment career where I am a burlesque mm. and performance artist artist i'd say because it's not just you know straight or quote unquote straight burlesque Mm -hmm. it's not just pussycat dolls you know that that little teasy fun choreography you know one two three kick step ball change i like to do things that push the boundaries i like to do atmospheric art pieces that take over and transform a room and have an interactive element so i do that which i've done throughout north america as well as in europe and gosh, what else do I do? Jeez, I just launched a segment on Pornhub where I'm reading <laughs> my favorite erotica segments, just, you know, a couple pages of some of my favorite eroticas. And I'm reading it to people uh, across Pornhub because, you know, if anything, it's, it's, it's a way to whet your appetite before consuming the rest of Pornhub. That's how right, I like to right. think of it. Yeah. And it would be, it's also good, I think, to have audio recordings of erotica for people who potentially are blind mm-hmm. and might want to enjoy that side of Pornhub. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, people forget about the power of audio erotica. Yeah. Somebody's mm. saying I should do some of that on the podcast, but I'm like, what am I going to do? They're like, <laughs> just make those like really sexy noises yeah. of like, I'm like, what? People making out, like squirting. What do you, what would you want to hear on a podcast that's going to sound good? Well, I've listened to so many <clears throat> different 
audio, I'm going to say it again, audio erotic, as I've listened to um, collections of ASMR styled sounds. Yeah, um, that's what sound, I was asked. Yeah. You know, like, like, like uh, a lotioning of hands mm. or um, leather being gripped and tightened. There's that element and that uh, version of it. But in the pursuit of evening erotica, which is what my series is called, what I'm looking to do is just have those words presented in the way that they've been placed by these fabulous authors who are able to stir something inside of me. So maybe it'll stir something inside of other people just to get your minds thinking about, you know, uh, uh, opening up your vocabulary, especially when it comes to talking about sex. Awesome. So I, what did I know that you do? I knew that you were a naked news anchor. Yeah. And I figured out that you do some burlesque stuff and art stuff yeah. from both online off instagram but also where i met you just recently yeah. at darling mansion during mm. a soiree mm -hmm. a night of art and performances and you were there dressed up as a lost boy That's right. which looks fantastic for a photo shoot and you were there with uh, betsy swoon who's another uh, former uh Naked, naked news anchor and current burlesque dancer her performances are fantastic oh, yeah. so when you were saying it's not just like the one two toe touch whatever whatever you yeah. said I, I don't know the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. lingual but it is a lot of work it's a lot of work but it's the approach that i make to it is that i'm not just looking to have a really tight set of you know choreographed impressive flashy movements I'm looking to make it something that does break down that fourth wall, something that steps a little bit closer to you than you might be comfortable with. Um, of course, consensually, you know, it's, it's yeah. not a, a touch thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's about that approach and building those characters. And yeah, in, in the Darling Mansion event, I just, you know, I love the mood of Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. And so myself and two other um, creative people that I work with quite often, we have a, a little collective called Hush Fund. And so we put on these events at the Darling Mansion. We said, you know what, let's do a, a mood piece where people can step into the room and feel like they've entered that realm where Kiefer Sutherland is, you know, uh, David, and he might make you drink this, this vial, this elixir, and he might turn you. So it just made sense. <laughs> That's, at a party. That's how I met you. Yes. I don't know if you remember. I, I walked into the room and you're like, you here on your knees. You poured me That's some, I think it. it was spiced rum. It was spiced rum. Ugh. Yeah. No, it was good. Whatever. <laughs> spiced, rum is, spiced rum is a generalized good thing to do as like a, a shot, I think. But then sit in the room all night like I was. And, yeah. and you know, you get a lot of it. You smell a lot of it. You end up, you know, yeah. having to drink a lot of it. Yeah. But anyways, it was it was fun. It was fun. And you Definitely. commanded the role very well. Yeah, I know. I really got into it. <laughs> yeah, I started you flirting with, you know, people's partners and whatnot. It was great. It was that is. That's that's what Kiefer would do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do it. That's that's the new bracelet. What would Kiefer do? What would Kiefer do? I'd be really concerned what he's up to now these days. Mm. <laughs> I've seen some pretty shady pictures really? of him uh, in the tabloids. Just, you know, out and about, nightlife stuff and he needs a renaissance. So he's he's become a lost boy. He's become a lost boy. Awesome. Oh god, that is so fitting. Right? Oh my god. Look at the things we create here. This is performance art. It is. Okay, so I want to get to my first question. Sure. What I wanted to ask you was how you got involved with erotic modeling, because I, I yeah. saw that's part of what you do, burlesque and naked news and art. I just want to know how you got involved with all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the origin story? 
Oh goodness! What kind of pervert are you? I'm I'm an absolute true to the bone, right to the core pervert. So um, I'll do it. Re- I'll do it quick for you. But growing up, I lost my mother at a very young age. I was Ooh. ten, so she was very ill. I watched her die of cancer. That was very vicious and spread very quickly. But I was raised with uh, my twin sister. We were raised by our father, who you know bless his soul had no idea how to talk to his kids about grief and about what we were going through so every night he used to make us watch an old black and white movie as a family to kind of be together but avoid having some of those difficult discussions so i'd be watching you know uh rita hayworth and gilda i'd be watching um uh, gloria swanson coming down the staircase in sunset boulevard i was seeing you know all of these incredibly iconic very hypersexual females on screen you know film noir in particular is always posing women as this dangerous untrustworthy sexual deviant of sorts so that was really in my making um once i graduated high school i wanted to pursue filmmaking so i moved to new york city and got involved at the new york film academy in their producing program which i was one of the only women i was you know 18 Everyone wow. else there was well into their second, third career. So it was a little wow. odd, but I was very much uh, uh, enchanted by the nightlife in New York. So as soon as I graduated that program, I really just forgot about those ambitions and dove entirely into nightlife. I ended up becoming a go-go dancer in the Lower East Side. So wow. I ended up climbing onto a lot of bar tops and and small stages and just getting into that world, feeling the applause and the attention that you get from commanding, owning, and presenting your sexuality as forthcoming as you can be, you know? Like having that character play, that role play, building a different character for each one of those nights and those sets. You know, I eventually enrolled in the uh, New York School of Burlesque and that's where I got my certification to oh, wow. twirl tassels and strip tees and peel things off and whatnot. It was it was good because then that introduced me to the burlesque world in New York City, which I started performing with. And and I was you know I would do shows at the Lower East Side with a lot of um, wonderful locals, Joe Boobs, Weldon, Calamity, Chang, like wonderful wonderful women down there. But I moved back to Toronto, and. At this point, I had already been photographed naked a slew of times. Um, Mm. In New York, I remember just stripping down and and doing a lot of photo shoots that were very raw, totally naked. And I just, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I felt that it was an opportunity to show who I was beyond how I could style myself. Because it's not something I ever looked at as uncomfortable or wrong. I just, I wasn't raised that way. You know, I was raised by cinematic moments. And so for me, yeah, so for me, I wanted to constantly find an opportunity to frame myself in a doorway and just pose there for a moment because it reminded me of the women I saw on the big screen or on the small screen in our little living room. Well, it sounds like this whole story is about kind of empowerment yeah the way you're describing you know performing and your body and owning it and controlling the things that are seen and the things that you want to show yeah so it does sound like uh like you found a sense of empowerment through your work yeah i mean there's always been a challenge though being uh, an identical twin i have a twin sister who i heard yeah who you know it's it's it, it can be quite uh a challenge when 
you're exploring that side of yourself and you're very comfortable with it and it's exciting to see what kind of attention and response you get from being more of a sexual provocateur and someone who shares your DNA and blueprint just doesn't isn't interested in doing the same. So we, we had, you know, a couple challenging years, but now she comes out to my shows and, you know, she lives in New York City still, but she oh, wow. she's supportive now. But it, there was always that, you know, couple years of challenge. So she's supportive, but she's not at all into the same sort of sex positive environment that, that you are. I think she's definitely comfortable with those realities and, and wants to see, you know, freedom within creating for that space but i I don't uh, i don't think that she's necessarily as drawn to that fight and message as i am because you know we've pursued different life paths Mm -hmm. yeah awesome (laughs) so then what happened from the time that you got back in toronto to becoming a naked news anchor was that you know that transition i was i had just finished uh, a two-year position as creative director for a shock cabaret experience on King Street, a nightclub that was called Candyland. Mm. And I was the creative director and the MC for it. And it was a place where we staged some of the most debaucherous and really boundary pushing performances, things that we certainly were not allowed to be doing that we did anyways. We had some acts that only lasted like 30 seconds because we knew that we'd get in trouble for them. (laughs) So like some penetrative stuff, a lot of scenes of bondage, a lot of um, some violent stuff, some, some just edgy material. So I had been in that world for two years and I had been creating a new show every weekend, building a new show around a new theme and a new narrative. When that club closed, I was losing my mind because I'm a creative person and I needed an opportunity to satisfy that adventure. I'm sad I missed on this club. Yeah, it was really- (laughs) Sounds like a place I'd like to see. Ooh, it was something. So, you know, I I was looking for the next opportunity to do something, quote unquote, a little bit shocking. Mm-hmm. And I remember a friend of mine wrote to me and said, hey, Naked News has asked me if I wanted to teach burlesque on their show. It's not really my thing. Would you be comfortable doing it? I said, absolutely. So I went in and taught a burlesque striptease to the anchors of Naked News. And honestly, stepping into that studio, getting in front of that camera, announcing, you know, what I do and, and, and being so proud of it and presenting it that way, they immediately were like, you got to audition. And so they auditioned me right there. And then I got the phone call, you got to come back. And then, oh, it was so perfect. One of their associate producers was leaving. You got to take this job. So I just said yes to all those things. Awesome. Yeah, I said yes. Yeah, yeah, I said <laughs> and yes. Now, and now I rarely wear clothing. Isn't day, that fun? Yeah, day in the office is very naked. So uh, how long have you been working for Naked News? Uh, two and a half years now. I wonder, did you work there at the same time as Jackie Childs? Did you meet her? I met her. We were not working together um, at the same time. She has done some guest spots on the show uh, recently. But uh, funny enough, we did a Naked News Goes to Alaska experience where right. we were on a cruise She told to me about Alaska, this. Oh, were you with her? And I was with her oh, on that. Oh, my. So Jackie and I had the chance to really, like... Connect. get our connection made you know awesome. and it was it was unforgettable wow it's incredible and she's incredible and i and i love her and i i love how blunt she is yeah pun intended yeah. you know like she's for those of you who haven't heard the episode go back there's two episodes with jackie child on this podcast and she does have a lot to say oh yeah yeah oh yeah okay well that's uh, that's wonderful and i'm also curious kind of what 
attracted you to the sex positive communities because burlesque because erotic art performance art I, my ear perked when i heard penetrative yeah. in you know arts piece of 30 yeah. seconds on king street so and naked news so obviously there's something about the sex positive communities that yeah. attracts you you know what it is i moved to new york when i was i was at the end of 17 so i just turned 18 and I left my family behind and I left my twin sister behind and this was my coming of age was in New York and was being an independent and I really surrendered to what they do there as far as nightlife and performances. I don't know what hand it was that outstretched to make that invitation to mm -hmm. the box or to any of those house parties I used to go to in factories in Bushwick. like. I don't remember the exact person, but the more that I chased that rabbit down the hole, the, the more I was exposed to a sex positive community and watching those performances and making the connections from, like I said, those movies that I had witnessed as a, as a child, making those connections, everything felt good to me to proceed in that way. I also am... I'm my own sexual creature, my own sexual deviant. I put so many miles on my mattress in New York, <laughs> you know? But like it was it was a thrill and and I didn't want to feel bad about my sexual adventures. Right. So I just tried to focus on the people that were looking at it with the same, you know, lens as me. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're superheroes yeah. because of it. Yeah. Where's yeah. my fellow sluts at? That's just it. I feel right? like we're superheroes. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that, that would definitely be it. Is that that was my, my first experience becoming myself mm -hmm. uninterrupted, was witnessing acts like All that, that yeah. and that power and, you know receiving sexual prowess from other people you know allowing them uh to to sort of you know, mentally penetrate my 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 space consensually obviously of i would course. let them but <laughs> but i enjoy that i love flirting i love the thrill of that i think it's what reminds us we're alive mm -hmm. when you tap into someone's sexual feelings oh, absolutely i mean if anything puts you in the present moment it's getting your your pulse and your body throbbing for that carnal want of sex and sexual right. desire. That puts you in the present moment. You're not thinking about the past. You're not thinking about the future. You realize you're alive in that moment because you're trying to control your breath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's the draw. That sounds very uh, Freudian. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, God, fuck him. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, but... If, I would actually, if, I would have liked to have fucked him, yeah. Freud? Yeah, well, that, I would have liked to dom Do you think... He, oh, okay, in that way, yeah. I don't know if he'd be good in bed. Freud no. in bed? He no, sounds but too I would tell technical. Him. Yeah. I'd like to tell him he's not good in bed. Oh, I like <laughs> this. Know? I like this kink space. Totally. Yeah, totally. that definitely works. Mm. He must have been a perv, though. He just must have. I'm sure he had some weird demands yeah. or some weird interests. Weird huh. meaning could have been enjoyable for everyone. Who knows? But I'm, I'm sure he had he some. a bit some, of a partier. I bet he had some colorful, yeah. <laughs> I bet he had some colorful uh, adventures in, in sex. Yeah. Well, what I like is that there's always this intersection between art and sex whether it's in the art itself that you see a lot of sexual representation or whether it's actually going to a party full of artsy weirdos yeah. where there are these sorts of things, these sorts of performances, nudity, and just that, that vulgarity that draws mm -hmm. us in. And I think uh, you were tapping into something there when you're saying it, it kind of draws you into the moment. It, it forces you to, to be alive because yeah. you have to acknowledge that your body's experiencing something. Right, so when you yeah, it. you can't deny that you're like, am I being aroused? Why yeah. is that happening? You know, and you either find 
a way to be comfortable with it or to enjoy your discomfort? It's the animal instinct. Mm -hmm. It's an unavoidable, inevitable reaction that we have because it's instinctual to us, you know, to, to permit that arousal or to even conjure that arousal, to experience that arousal. Like, we'll never stop having that as an instinct in us as humans, as animals. So why not tap into that? So what I'm hearing is that the eccentrics are hedonists. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 100%. <laughs> I could imagine a party with Salvador Dali, oh and apparently God. he was not very sexual, but he enjoyed, he very much enjoyed being in sexual atmospheres, yeah. and he also wasn't certain about his sexuality. He's like, I've tried men, I've tried women, mm-hmm. I didn't like either. Is that kind of like Andy Warhol too, though? Yeah. You hear these stories like, about, yeah. they're, they're not very... <clears throat> you know, quote unquote sexual people. They're not known to be dogs betting a bunch of people. Yeah. They're just they're they like to be in those those yeah. arenas. They might just be asexual. Yeah. And not really care to seek right. to produce the sexual activity. Oh, but, but there's that they don't undeniable mind. allure. Yeah. But yeah, but being around it is still fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the uh, the sex workers that I interviewed it also identifies as asexual, right? So there's no there's no real boundary between participating in sex mm. and having that desire as long as there's consent. I mean, I think that we're we're always going to be drawn towards sex and the sexual world and sexuality. Like I said, just because it's the basis of where we come from, it's in our nature. Mm-hmm. We can't avoid it. Absolutely. You know, and that's what's so exciting about it. I like the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> You're perfect for this show. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this, this is what it's about, right? Yeah. Sex positivity. So I want to go back to the naked news for a second and i just want to ask in your tenure at naked news i want to hear some of the highlights like what are some of the exciting stories you've been on this alaska trip i I watched a few clips of things on the naked news website so i see you've been and done quite a few stories just so shower me with your stories and i have been waiting for this moment to really sing my own praises Mm -hmm. when it comes to the efforts that i've made and and put into my work with them because i'm very proud of it so with naked news it's been it's been such an incredible journey because look the 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 show has been around since what 97 maybe like it's like a 20 year program Mm mm-hmm the number one thing I hear from people when we see them on the street, when we I tell them I work for Naked News, they say, I didn't know that was still a thing. Yeah. And in yeah. the last two years, I have made it my mission to bring Naked News back to an exciting place, to a program that is um, relevant, that explores relevant discussions and content and visits different kind of subspaces. So I've been able to produce a lot of this just on my own by getting the green light from my producer. One of the biggest, I would say the number one proud moment for me was actually January 2019. So this past January, we went as a crew to Las Vegas. I actually did Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Ooh, and we did wow. we we filmed our coverage of the Xbiz Awards in LA. Is that the Porn Awards? It's the that's the Porn Industry Awards, yeah. Awesome. And then the AVNs in Las Vegas, which is like the Oscars of porn. So there's <laughs> two big awards shows that are right. back to back and I put together that entire production. You know, it was myself and another anchor and we had two camera guys, we had a social media guy, we had our producer with us, and 
I'm it's it's a struggle for me not to say that I'm still like I'm waiting for that applause but literally working the business side of it I was for months on the phone with different porn stars PR people on the phone with different porn stars with different agents talent people everyone involved in both of those um, those awards shows themselves like I handled the entirety of the logistics for the success that we had there and the success that we had there was major what we did was we, uh-huh. we we really set up, and I got an interview with Stormy Daniels. Um, we got multiple interviews with the leaders of the industry. I don't I don't know if if that volume of segments just checked off the list would have been possible any other way than the dedication I put towards it. Like I was on the phone all weekend with people building this up to make the most of it, and. We got, I think, around like 30 segments there, which is a lot to do in a weekend. It was nonstop filming. But the number, you know, the number one thing I would hear from these agents and these PR people when I would step into the hotel suite of Romy Rain or Jessica Drake or the number one thing I'd hear is, oh, are you the producer of Naked News? It's so great to, it's great to finally meet you. A couple times I said, it's great to meet you too. But most of the time I had to correct myself and say, no, I'm just the associate producer, associate but, but I, I busted but my you did ass. It. Yeah, you hustled that. I hustled it so hard. Oh Every aspect of going to cover an event like that, it fueled me and nourished me so much. I, I want to do more of that. I want to be able to ask provocative questions on red carpets elsewhere. What kind of provocative questions? Um, well, with porn in particular, it was very easy to say, like, well, what do you, what's your brand about as a porn star? You know, what do you present in right, porn? Right. You have a signature move. What can you look for? But then, you know, with some performers in particular, we got into how can men be a part of the movement, um, you know, for women's rights and for, you know, sex workers advocacy, right. not just within the industry, but outside of it. Um, what did you want out of Me Too? is literally one of my favorite questions. Wow, like, what, that must have had some robust answers. Well, what, yeah, what, what do we really want out of this? We made this, you know, hope for social change, but, you know, these are the kinds of questions that I like to, to then pose for talent, especially in the adult realm. Yeah, yeah. How do women stay smart and safe in the business? Is it ever a good choice to use your sexuality to get ahead in the workplace? When your workplace is That's just sexuality. It. But I like to take that one even beyond the adult world, and it's like... Is it ever okay? Is it ever okay? Can women do that? Can we be boss bitches and use our sexuality to get ahead? Well, I think that so long as the system that you're trying to get ahead in is patriarchal, it's fair game because you're just beating them at the game that they set up. What if it puts other women at a disadvantage? Well, naturally, I understand that it's the concept is already flawed because we're not changing the systematic problem. The yeah. systematic problem is a patriarchal structure yeah. that values sexuality over, you know, intelligence or performance in particularly women. Yeah. Yeah. So without being able to break down the structure, is it all I said is that it's fair game to use the structure against them, but obviously it's a complicated mess yeah. because so long as like you're saying, you know, it yeah. could disadvantage other people and what kind of you know what kind of role model does it set up for for future generations and so on and so forth of course yeah but what are the options right like what are the options well this is this is the 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 i'm still trying to navigate this myself yeah you know and that's why i'm asking these questions because i'm trying to find one that i connect with the most and i want to believe in women using their sexuality to get ahead you know i mean it's 
in Hollywood especially, we're hearing all about how, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost it's almost a, before it became a Me Too situation, it was almost, you know, if you just blow that producer, you're going to get the role. Right, right. And where's the place for the woman that says, yeah, I don't mind doing that to get that. Mm-hmm. Where do we put her in this discussion? The one who says, yeah, I'm, I, to me, it's nothing. If what, I suck that guy's cock and I get the role? Great. If it's like, I'll do that. Where's her place? Well, I think it's slowly shifting, especially after Harvey Weinstein. Absolutely. Where now, I suspect that there would be a significant amount of people that would applaud that woman yeah. who would come out and say, yeah, I blew that guy to get the job. And then people would boo that guy, That's applaud it. her and be like, you know what? You did the thing, but he's the fucking pig. That's right. So I think there might be a cultural uh, shift in in the way that we, we treat people who become you know subjected to these circumstances and have to hustle for it it's the same way that i see our our cultural shift about sex workers right that needs to we need to evolve that majorly that needs to you know you go to europe (laughs) Mm. you go to europe and it's a very different perspective on it and it's it's almost shocking when you go to places like amsterdam yeah and it's like it, it can truly be jarring to witness just the difference in how they digest that industry, how they see that industry. I mean, over here, it is just so dominated by the stigma. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Shocking, really. Personally, I don't have all the answers. So like you, mm. I post some questions and I listen because it is complicated, even with sex work, right? Sex workers want decriminalization. Yeah. They don't want legalization. So like in Amsterdam, it's it's legal, but yeah. then there's legal sanctions that come with that. And then the government, again, gets into your business. So there's all these gray areas. So when it comes to these things, I prefer to have the interview, yeah. ask the people who know from the yeah. inside, you know, and like you get some You're genuine like answers. Let's just sit here and just ask questions. Back Let's ask each other questions. <laughs> yeah. Let's do Let's do it. Awesome. But I know I I, that's it's it's funny because you see what your parents generation, what their struggles were. Mm -hmm. You see what the grandparents generation struggles were. And it's an incredibly electrifying feeling when you finally understand what the struggles of your generation and your legacy are. And I've never seen anything more definitive than this one for my life. The Mm -hmm. actual discussions on sex workers and 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 the politics around sex work the me too movement was that's stamped as a part of our generation and what we've experienced as far as social social changes right you know so it's it's a very powerful thing when you realize that and then you try and involve yourself in that discussion and that movement and how do you right yeah yeah absolutely i'm glad for the people that are involved in doing some of this work Mm -hmm. because it is this is what i'm doing this for yeah you know podcast for sex positivity get it visible get us talking about it and get people to stop being prudish and stop having weird ideas about sex stop shaming you know well here's the thing so the pendulum is going to swing we're in 2019 we're seeing a more conservative wave hitting north america than ever before mainly with the influence of trump in in the states right so we're seeing this hyper church-driven, super conservative uh, world starting to blossom quicker and quicker around us. And it's a scary thing, but that pendulum is going to swing back. So this is the time that we need to be building up our structures and our foundations for it to swing back. 
as far as you know having sex positive communities in place so when we do come back to perhaps a society that's more welcoming to having these discussions we already have our institutions in place right. places for people you know for outreach for these discussions for we need to start building those so yeah. that's what this time is for I think that uprising on the on the far right mm. hopefully and I hope I can say this with some good degree of prediction hopefully it's just their desperate last stand I, because, I truly hope so. Yeah, because with the way things are going, I would just hope that it's caused by their desperation and they see that they're losing the battle and this is their last dying breath. Yeah. And Please make it the last dying breath. Please, yeah, we're, we're, Please. we've heard you breathe too long. You know, but like in horror <laughs> films, they always come back for their last scare. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm still waiting for the beast to die. Yeah. And then I know there's going to be that little a little upswing of just one yep. more reminder. Yep. And let's get through that. And yeah. let's get past it. And you're right, though. As long as we build the, the institutions, hopefully we'll have something to, to fall back into. Yeah. You know, some safety nets and some support groups. As, as long as we find solidarity and community, right. I think that we might be on on a good path. So to segue yeah. into the next question, which I think we've kind of prepped for with our discussion just now. Yeah, I was going to ask, what advice do you have for young women who might be interested in getting into something like Naked News? Or if you want to just broaden it to sex positivity, erotic art, all burlesque, all the things that you do, that's part of your access and experience with sex positivity? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's essential, first of all. It's essential in a woman's life to explore her own relationship with sex and the sex realm and, and where she fits into it, really where any person fits into it. We can open it up to humans here, but um, mm -hmm. it's important to explore that for yourself. Otherwise, those decisions will be made for you. And that's a very dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. So you need to establish where your comfort level is and where your curiosities are and how you would like to navigate that. And then obviously you can, you can start to decipher how to involve other people in that. But sex, this is the thing. When I used to teach burlesque, the first thing I would do is I would have students stand in a dark room. I would turn on an instrumental track and I would say, like a mime, I want you to wash yourself like you're in the shower and wash yourself, lather up your hands and just mime what it looks like to wash your entire body. But that's to activate the entire body. That's to touch every part of the entire body so that you're not just relying on the tits and the ass that mm -hmm. people think are the only things that happen in a burlesque performance. So I would always say, start moving your palms around your body and connect with it. Feel all the parts of it, you know, under the armpit, feel, feel every part of your body. Cause that's what goes into the art. Right. And so I would say the same about, you know, your relationship with sex. I think masturbation is huge. Know your body. I think knowing what you enjoy, knowing those um, signals in your body right. is important because it's obviously it's going to open up for some of the most beautiful and pleasurable sexual interactions. But even if it's not just in the act of sex, allowing yourself to be a sexual person is the first step. So a lot of people, I think, you know, want to avoid that sexual creature inside of them that's okay with experiencing arousal and okay with experiencing thoughts that might uh you know bring you to arousal it's important though to see that that's a part of yourself that's the first thing is that you've got to go into it appreciating that side of yourself it's human let yourself be 
That's right. Your inner slut. That's it. You're, it's, it's human yeah. to have those feelings. Absolutely. And so before you, you know, go forth into sharing your body or sharing uh, your art in any which way, you need to explore that. So, I mean, yeah, masturbation is a huge part of it. Um, and then talking about it. Communication, I think, is a very Absolutely. underrated element in sexual comforts and, and getting to a place where you're ready to try new things or explore a little bit. Like, you have to make your demands and you have to know what you want. You need to talk about it. Build your vocabulary that's comfortable talking about sex. Absolutely. You know? So there's like three things in there that I want to touch on. Oh my God, yeah. I don't know how you kept track of all that. It's impressive. So first, Please. touching your body in yeah. the dark. The uh, the exercise that you used with your students is actually something that I also did as part of my martial arts training. What? Not so much the touching in the dark. It was a little different. It was more slapping or rolling a, a pin or, or yeah. some kind of tool against our bodies to wake up all the areas. That's amazing of our body because the point of the of the instruction was to learn that you can use your entire body to defend yourself and to fight it's not just your fists it's not just your legs yeah that's incredible that's mm -hmm. the same activation idea that i was using with right touching your body exactly exactly so it's two the same the same exercise for two different purposes that's incredible but it's it's also the the same idea right yeah, it's it it's sense. activating your body so you yeah. remember that it's not just like it's not just your genitals that need attention no. it's not just your fists that that can protect you right. right it's your whole body yeah so that's why when I, when you said that i was like yeah i've, I've done this before it's a full body act yeah. you know and yeah. and you need to involve the entire body mm -hmm. and appreciate it you Absolutely. know, the length of the neck, the way that it can move, you know, like the possibility and the motions of the exactly. body. And that's how you have exactly. a better ability to then express it, say, through dance or motion or artistically. So, yeah, that's a that's a very important exercise. And that's where the arts come <laughs> yes. into the martial arts, yes, I guess. I love right? that. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Yeah. The other thing that you talked about thereafter was that part of it is is learning about yourself masturbation yeah. having a little bit of experience bef knowing what you want before you get into it let's yeah. say professionally or seriously and well this is what you know podcasts yeah. like this are for yeah. <laughs> shameless self-promoting mm -hmm. but uh it's also things like books and going to places where you might learn something like this going to sex clubs going to workshops and there's things all over toronto so probably even segments on naked news where they could learn about this kind of stuff absolutely and there's okay so this is this is something that i discovered that was really useful to me um was to focus on what my actual orgasm sounds like Ooh. so i actually Did you record it i've recorded a number of my orgasms just the audio that's amazing because it's important oh my god to know how your body it's amazing makes that sound of absolute pleasure wow you know i i did some stand-up comedy recently and I, I talked about you know the way that porn today has conditioned us to believe that we need to sound as good as we believe we look or as good as they look in porn and that's where you get this culture of oh yes daddy mm. Mm, ooh, yeah, daddy, mm, you're going to make me come. Ooh, mm, mm, mm. ooh, I just came so hard. And like, no, you didn't. You know? So it's oh, funny because God. one of my favorite authors, um, Jack Kerouac, beatnik poet. Oh, my God, Jack yes, Kerouac, on the road, hello. Hello, my favorite book. So, so Jack Same. Kerouac wrote Big Sur, which was a fabulous book about a wonderful place in California. Um, but he has this, like, 20-page sermon to the sea, 
where he's literally <laughs> writing in words his conversation with the ocean and I'm not even joking it's like whoosh kaboosh boof whoosh foam right whoosh. stream of consciousness it's like a stream yeah. of consciousness that's not even English but that inspired me to want to explore what the sounds of like my orgasm is mm-hmm. and what that is like and how unfiltered sorry how raw one mm-hmm. could say how raw that is and it was something that I did. it's a private practice it's not something I necessarily did with another partner but sitting at home in my bed with my audio on like it takes a minute to forget that you're being recorded and so you right. don't you have to resist the opportunity to perform but just yeah. listening yeah. to it back afterwards I mean it sounds entirely like me it doesn't sound mm. like me putting on a sound for someone else to be aroused to it sounds like me and so taking that back and understanding what that sound is i'm able to realize like oh when i'm you know when i'm drawing near that moment i'm able to want to find that voice in sexual situations then i'm like this is real this is me this is me yeah so like kerouac can you recite a poem perhaps of your orgasm in swooshes and splashes <laughs> i mean it would honestly so the way that my i've, I've figured it out I'm joking, but yeah. why? I oh, was, okay. I mean, if you have a poem, no, then I'd just love to say, hear. It. I was just gonna say, like, I love talking about what an honest orgasm feels like and how it builds in the body with a very, at least in my experience, with a very low pressure that the only feeling I can equate it to is actually as you reach the top of a, a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and there's just that falling that impossible can't stop feeling when you like permit yeah. the orgasm that free fall that's the same thing it's the same kind of rush that you get through the body and i love that rush i love the electricity that like shoots I, through the body i call it my soul exiting out of my genitals Ooh. <laughs> that's what it feels like but then can it like reproduce because i'm worried that you might oh yeah, yeah. got to have a soul the, at all times the soul is not see it's not like any regular substance <laughs> right so there's not like it it doesn't have borders <laughs> So a soul is just really this. This I want to make yeah. sure you keep that thing. Oh in yeah, there. yeah, it comes back in. Yeah. <laughs> it goes out. Yes. It comes back in. And it yeah. goes around the room a little bit, and then it comes yeah. back. To you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So you really just kind of find your soul. It's again. an incredible thing. Yeah. People need to investigate how their body experiences orgasm every day. You like you really do. It gives you a deeper understanding of yourself. You can then alert yourself when you might be feeling some of those sensations or versions of those sensations in other experiences, like receiving art. You know, and it just, it becomes this very profound feeling in you. And I think this pro tip, I was thinking about Mm. it just now as you're speaking. I'm like, pro tip, great advice for women to explore their bodies because that was part of the question that I asked. But I think this advice is probably even more useful for men, particularly six... uh, Six. Six men. Six men. Just six. Just six six of them in the world that could listen to this. That would be cis men (laughs) listening to this should probably also try this exercise because I think a lot of men take their orgasms for granted. I hear a lot of women exploring their bodies. A lot of women have a sort of mystical relationship with their bodies and they they enjoy this sort of spirituality that they build with themselves and nature and the, you know, life-giving force and whatnot. And, you know, a lot of men, part of masculinity is learning to shut that off and not make those connections. Right. So picturing a man, you know, trying to explore his orgasm and learn about it and understand it doesn't sound masculine but i think it's also important if you want to be a good lover right you know what i mean some of my favorite porn searches is just male edging 
Ooh. I live for that. The appreciation for that moment where all of the, I'm going to call it the masculine armor, the mm-hmm. suit of armor that <laughs> men wear in masculinity, all of that is dropped to the floor right. when they are in pursuit of their orgasm. They have to go there. Mm-hmm. That's that's when they receive. It might only be a fleeting moment that they just open the door and let that breeze in, and that's the one that you know fires them off to their orgasm. But you do need to surrender. That's yep. the that's the key to any any gender experience orgasm. It doesn't matter. Anyone's orgasm involves that surrender, and it's a surrender within yourself to go there. Absolutely. Like it's involuntary. That's that's what an orgasm should be, is that it takes over and possesses your body. So that means a surrender of your composure, a surrender of the outward persona that you put to hopefully get you laid. All of that shit. All of that that artificial shit that we put on ourselves, including for you guys, that masculine armor. Jesus, mm. that must be heavy stuff. It's it's uh, yeah. That, all it that ammunition. You, you guys are just covered in like your bullet belts and shit. Like that must be such a relief to just drop it and come. Sometimes, and that's important. Yeah. yeah male edging. I, I just I wish I could edge every man out there. Oh. I think it'd be so <laughs> I think you're edging every man think, out there right now. I think now. <laughs> if I could just edge every man, every penis owner, if yeah. I could edge every penis owner out there, there would be a very different world. Right. A really beautiful one. I I appreciate you saying that. I yeah. do enjoy edging. I wish I had the patience to do yeah. it more often on my own. Yeah. When I'm on my own, I, I don't typically explore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> explore it that much. But my advice is for men who want to become better lovers edging is actually a really good practice it helps you last longer it helps you manage your orgasm it helps you be courteous to your partners and allow them to experience pleasure and orgasm with or before you and then there is that moment when you've edged so long and you just can't hold back anymore and that's when it's powerful and literally your soul will leave your body and you will just be a pool of exasperated sweat and there'll be nothing left of you and and you'll have to regain yourself that's right you have to recompose all of that nothing is more celebratory of how beautiful and important and body rocking an orgasm is Mm -hmm. like like edging and having to fight that resistance in your mind that's between you and yourself yeah you know and like to have to to hold back from the full explosion i mean what you're actually doing in that moment is appreciating the whole journey you're appreciating the journey you're prolonging the journey you're you're playing that game of resistance with yourself it's a fabulous brain trick like a fabulous brain exercise absolutely love it edging's awesome it's so amazing there's a great um, account Dr. Cum Control on Pornhub. Though. Dr. Cum, Cum Control. Control. That sounds I'm amazing. I'm obsessed with all the videos by Dr. Cum Control. Wow. I can't stop watching them. I love witnessing men, you know, aware that this is bigger than they are. This is mightier than they are. Mm-hmm. Their hunger and their carnal need to come is so much bigger than oh. anything else, any other pursuit inside of them. So that little power struggle is very satisfying to witness, yeah. and I love it. Forget your job. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, in that moment, in that moment, there's nothing more important. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very, like, everything must just go clear. I don't mm-hmm. know, because I, I mean, yeah, I can, I edge <laughs> as a woman. I, I edge a lot. I like it. I mean, it can make for some real raw pussy, though. Just straight up. Like, <laughs> I'm a I've big fan of my Hitachi magic wand. And oh, yeah. I'm very happy there's not a higher setting on that. 
because how much I, higher could you go that's just it i'm the like next about level to go down to the toronto harbor and like ask if i can sit on boat motors and be like just can I just, just get yourself a sibian they're on sale i need to invest in one just a home unit <laughs> <laughs> honestly i don't recommend it if you have any neighbors because Ooh. that thing will rattle your house uh, it should, and that's yeah. what i require you know? <laughs> <laughs> holy shit but the fact that you recorded your orgasm is yeah. beautiful yeah also because that's another aspect that that ties into masculinity as well is how men express themselves during sex and during orgasm i mean i have a partner right now who's encouraged me to be more vocal yeah during sex because i'd learned to shut myself off mm-hmm. because of a prior experience when i was younger i would i i moaned with with a partner that yeah. i was with and they kind of laughed at me about it so i oh. learned to like to close in so i learned to be very quiet during sex plus also having sex in your parents house yeah. is is another space where you can't make noise yes. yeah we learn about it being or we first experience sex about being such a quiet yeah, private Very, taboo. That's it. Yeah. And like you it's 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 it has to be done sh- hushed. Yeah. You know, we sneak away to do it. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, there's a thrill factor in that, but along with male edging, my other top search, three words. Loud male orgasm. Mm. I love it. Yep. There's nothing more exciting than hearing you know, I don't know why it's it's more exciting to hear from men, but it's just because you know you guys don't do it enough. And but, you can also get that deep register, that like yeah, guttural I mean, groan there. Yeah, it's just oh, I love <laughs> when it I comes love, out. It's so raw, but yeah. it's like so like just from the animal that we are, as opposed to the persona, the performer. Like it's just real, mm-hmm. and I love that. And it's like it's almost made from just the sexual parts of you it's not made from anywhere else and that to me is so exciting and it's like i like witnessing that i like meeting that side of another person so that's you know that's gonna make for the most explosive experience you're gonna have is when you permit that absolutely like it's okay to be vocal about it and that doesn't mean dirty talk i mean dirty talk is great and you know it can also be really challenging for some people but but yeah and then to that i say read erotica but um Mm. but i think just having a sexual vocabulary that might just be grunts and moans is important and you need to know what yours sound like so fucking hit record on your phone and just let it go just for one try just try it once you know amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna have it like remixed by like diplo or something like it'll Uh, be like okay so when you have that remix we'll 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 blend it into this episode drop it here yeah in fact if you if you heard the intro to this show it's a lot of moaning yeah oh is it yeah is it a lot of moaning i got a whole fucking archive of that (laughs) send it over i got a whole archive we'll include you yeah we'll include your nice array of yeah that's amazing Ooh, look at that that's a poem about your you asked orgasm. for it. Yeah, it just, I did. I was working on it. I did. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you working on it for me. And, you know, in a nutshell, men, learn to edge, mm-hmm. learn to be vocal, and drop your bullshit. Try to drop your masculinity. It's not always easy. You learn it. You can unlearn it. And learn to be a little vulnerable because a lot of your partners are going to appreciate it. Yeah. A lot of magic can happen for you. <sighs> yeah. That's amazing. So we we went off on a really nice tangent. Yeah, we went I, to a really exciting place. I like this exciting place. Yeah, me too. We talked a lot about sex and yeah. sexuality and f- all these fun things. Yeah, you didn't even know that I could go there, did you? I suspected. I fucking love it. <laughs> I suspected. I love it. There's this, a look. 
this is There's what this is what is so genuinely exciting to me. So mm. that's why, like, the minute that you start going there, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice thing. But we need to talk about it. Yep. We need to talk about it. I mean, the fact that we still obey and abide by and let <clears throat> ourselves be influenced by these old church impressions and church teachings of how we should feel about sex and what's right or wrong about sex is terrifying. We're talking hundreds and hundreds and years ago of of influence when it was church dominated societies, right. church dominated you know communities. That's not still in our culture. We're now able to live without religion, and most of us, a lot of us, choose to live without any of the confines of religion. And there's nothing wrong going one way or the other, but it's just we've evolved so much. Why hasn't our understanding of sex evolved? Yeah. At all. Absolutely. And yeah. you can still have your religious scenes yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, some orgasms are truly a religious experience. Yes, they are. All right. So aside from all this wonderful, yeah. sexy stuff that you yeah. do, what else do you do? You, you, you were talking to me about boxing. I saw yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. What so, other stuff do you do? You know what? In the last month, even very recently, um, I've started pushing myself to do a lot of things that I've never done for the first time. And I mean, we've turned them into naked news episodes, but <laughs> of course, um, why not? Boxing uh, naked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I did some naked boxing yesterday, which this was a weird experience. So I, yeah. I've never stepped into the ring with somebody. I was in the ring with uh, one of our other anchors, Ayla Adams. Um, lovely. Uh, around five foot five maybe and you're pretty tall and i'm pretty tall i'm five eleven six i call it six foot it just sounds just bad. six yeah yeah i'm six so um six. i stepped into the ring with her and like i had been training for a couple months now whether it's actual sparring with you know a trainer whether it's just me at the gym building up my cardio endurance i've literally been training like a motherfucker i don't know why it was a tv show segment you know but i wanted <laughs> to do well yeah and it was really scary stepping in there yesterday and shuffling up to her once the bell went and realizing, yeah, I could kill this person. <laughs> like, really? You know, yeah. like, we're obviously, we wouldn't be in the same weight class if we were to actually be in a real boxing match. But right. it was a weird human moment where I was like, I had to decide, how hard am I, I going to hit her? Right, right. And Did you I, have any protective gear? Yeah, we had the headgear on and the mouth guards and I let her hit me. And, you know, it, it felt like a hit, but it wasn't hard enough. I've been <laughs> training with harder, my all. Harder, daddy. Yeah. I've been throwing <laughs> fists with my all, wow. you know, for weeks leading up to this. And so to then be in the ring and, and receive such a small... Yeah. And be like, what am I going to do? You know, my camera guys are like, you got to fucking hit her as hard as you can. I said, no, no, I'm going to send her home in an ambulance if I do that. Mm. Like, it's not, it's not going to happen. So it was a lot of light tap. It was, I mean, it was hits, but it was lighter hits than I expected. Where can somebody watch this? It's going to be on Naked News. Amazing. Yeah, we're going to put it out on Naked News. I also did stand-up comedy for the first time, which was... Oh, where'd you do that? At the Comedy Bar on Bloor Street. Oh, okay. Terrifying. Yeah, I, I bet. Terrifying. Yeah. And I am a huge, huge stand-up comedy fan. Bit of a gag hag, meaning like, yeah, I'm also incredibly attracted to anyone in the pursuit of comedy and a career in it because I think it's terrifying. So I've just gotten a sudden interest to become a stand-up comic. I, there you go. <laughs> there, you, really, really. You, no, should just say, you should just say you already are and I'll be I'm, like, oh Actually, I, I was thinking about it for a long time, but it's just I've got so much other shit to anyone do. Anyone who does that, I don't understand. 
you know it's i know it's one of the most terrifying, terrifying yeah things. that's that's actually what's held me back is like i'm just i'm afraid that i'm i'm gonna bomb i'm not gonna be funny I i'm like but i might it. as well just you know. just gotta do it yeah it's the number one thing that i never want to do again and want to do immediately wow. i need to do it again you need to do it again i need to yeah. do it again did it go well it went well did you pull your groin boxing or stand-up comedy? I, I pulled my groin boxing. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine? Oh my I pulled God. my groin during stand-up oh, comedy. I feel like that was a desperate move. Um, yeah, no, comedy was was unreal. Just performing, and I talked about sex, talked about fucking some celebrities, and <gasps> and well, it was. I missed an opportunity to ask a yeah, pretty good did. question. Yeah, you did. Oh, look at that. Look tell at that. everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, you I can tell a little bit, but can't tell a little bit. Now you have to. Just you know, I, I've always enjoyed having access to powerful people, and mm-hmm. you know, growing up going to film festivals, you know, not because I could afford to, or that's what I did. Like I found a way to go to Toronto Film Fest, to go to Tribeca Film Fest, just to be a part of the festival scene and have access to people on the ground floor of, let's say, filmmaking, movie making. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've definitely had some fabulous flings and affairs with you know, wonderful people. My next mission, my next mission is I want to, I want to, um, I'm saying this on here because I want this to be known that it's my idea. I want to fuck an Academy Award. Just the, the actual award. An Oscar. I'm trying to think of the, sh- oh yeah, the it's shape of it. The shape of it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A man. Yeah, with the cross. I just, I was thinking of all the different awards I, with spiky things on I top. I know, I know. Yeah, no, this gosh. one's good, yeah. This, this is the perfect phallic object. I want to do it. I want to have my photo taken with half of an Oscar in my pussy. Would you... Okay, so you wouldn't use a condom over it because, no. yeah... You, I for just want to fuck it. Have yeah. I fucked Academy Award winners? Yes. There you go. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Ugh. So I want to do it. I want to sit on an Oscar. Well... Why not? Call up your Academy Award winner and use yeah. theirs. Yeah, that's what... I'd, well, that would be a fucking blast from the past. Can you imagine? Hey, remember me? Yeah, I came to fuck that Oscar you have. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I don't imagine that this person would not be turned on by that idea. I just... Has it not been done? It's probably been done, but I've never heard of I it or seen it. I bet it's been done it. at private parties. See, the, the thing is, anything that you think yeah. hasn't been done probably already has. Mm. But I've learned to give up on the idea that my ideas are anyhow new. Yeah. They're new to me, so fantastic. I think it's just, just a fascinating visual. It would be a fascinating visual. I mean, talk about taking the power back. Talk about mounting it. Talk about, like, that's what I want to do. I want to literally put it on the ground and just crouch onto it, like that little Kim picture where she's sitting on oh, legs spread. Wow, that's, even, like, that's what I want to do. Mm. My God, I'm fully supporting this I'm, idea. Yeah, I'm fully doing it. <laughs> I've Amazing. already looked into getting a fake Oscar, but like, a, like, like, yeah, um, a replica. But like an exact replica. An exact replica. So I'm going to do it. That's amazing. Yeah. I look forward to seeing that photo shoot. Yeah, no kidding. I'm definitely okay. going to put that out there. I will. I'm make it real splashy and saturated. I'm thinking gold stilettos. Ooh. Yeah. You can make your whole body in gold glitter. I could, actually. On. And then yeah. lower onto it. Yeah. Down. And just be like, you know, yeah. you could be the new top of the yeah. of the of the thing be like when women are on top that's but that's just it boom right i'm excited by this idea yeah it's wonderful yeah. wow so we covered a lot we did yeah and it was very exciting to meet you it was wonderful i mean we talked about all the things i love to talk about me too <laughs> and this is the part of the segment where before we end it i'd like you to shamelessly self-promote where people can find you, all the things, and whatever else you want people Absolutely. to know. Yeah. 
So right now you can follow me on Instagram where I have a very bustling account that I love to use as an opportunity to chat with people. So you can find me at Laura X Desiree. And other than that, I just launched my Pornhub channel and mm-hmm. the uh, it's just under Laura Desiree, L-A-U-R-A-D-E-S-I-R-E-E uh, for my series called Evening Erotica. You can listen to me talk dirty to you. Those are the two places for now. Otherwise, on Naked News. <laughs> Amazing. Nakednews.com. Nakednews.com. Me there. Yeah, Laura sure. Desiree. That's me. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to Intellectual Erection, a place where we talk about the naughty to stimulate your thinking.